Welcome to episode 89 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason, and I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. On today's show, I talk to Mr. Josh. He's got a new album out. It's all about feelings, and he comes from a place of truth. He is a preschool teacher, and much of what he's writing has to do with curriculum that he is implementing in his classroom. I'm going to keep it brief today because it's been over 100 degrees in the Bay Area for the last several days, and I am fried. Mrs. Goodstuff is volunteering in Houston, so I've been having, dealing is not the word I want to use, I've been having the privilege and joy of spending the last several days on my own with the little Goodstuffs, and they are making it somewhere between easy and challenging. I'll let you figure that out. Thanks for listening. Everything you need can be found at goodstuffpod.com. We're having a little bit of trouble with the mic at goodstuffpod.com email. So if you've tried to reach me and I haven't replied, we're working hard to get that situation fixed up. You can always reach me at goodstuffpod at gmail.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at goodstuffpod. Love to hear from you. Hope everything's going great. Talk to you very soon. Here is Mr. Josh. Oh, surprise, Mike here again. Stay tuned all the way to the end of the show to hear Embarrassed by Mr. Josh. Here he is, Mr. Josh. Um, so welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Mr. Josh, my new buddy. How are you, Mr. Josh? I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Of course. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I think you you have an, an interesting story that we're going to get into a little bit. Um, so before you were Mr. Josh kids musician extraordinaire what were what were you up to oh man i i've lived i feel like i've lived many many musical lives um and uh never thought i'd end up in the the children's music uh uh category but uh man when i when i first uh i started music at around uh 16 17 uh-huh. And I started music solely because Axl Rose just blew my mind. Well, how could he not? <laughs> how could he not? The best. It, yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I kind of, I kind of started getting really into the thought of music around then, and then it op- opened myself up to like Smashing Pumpkins and uh, uh, like kind of the Seattle grunge scene, and like once I unlocked uh, all the musical world that I'd never really um, explored before. It's just like, I don't know, it just like captivated me. So I just was like in my bedroom all the time, writing songs, recording them on a a little recording device that uh, my mom bought me. And uh, yeah, so it it just pretty much started from there. And I just decided I was, and it's funny, I literally decided I was going to be a singer and I decided I was going to be a guitarist like and, and before I even really knew how to do it. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, with just two years of strong, strong, strong practice, I applied for uh, Berklee College of Music uh, for the vocal program and auditioned. And surprisingly to me, I and I got in. So um, so kind of kind of did that for a while went went through Berkeley and then uh came came out of Berkeley and then decided I I wanted to continue 
um, doing music. I didn't really know how, so I, I uh, applied for a Musicians Institute in California and um, went there for the guitar program, mainly just to get kind of in the music scene. Um, but I also wanted to learn guitar more you know, from a technical aspect. And, and yeah, when I got there, I actually got got picked up by uh, this manager. You know how they can like get people together and they develop bands. They do that a lot. And, and oh, like uh, pull pieces, essentially. Yeah, they kind of like pick people. They're not really a band that organically comes together. They uh -huh. just pick people. Um, well, this lady, she she heard from another guitarist because uh, I was auditioning as a singer for bands around there. And um, she got she was getting this band together that was kind of uh, Guns N' Roses-esque. And um, she wanted me to sing. And she told me all about these red carpets. And she ended actually ended up actually taking me to a red carpet that night. Whoa. <laughs> and I, I yeah, it was it was it was a Richie Sambora fashion show oh. red carpet thing. And <laughs> so it was kind of yeah, it was it was really kind of surreal. Um, yeah. But I knew she could at least have the connection she claimed to have, and and did that for a while until I just thought like, oh man, you know, I I guess this isn't what I thought it was because it just uh, I guess I starting off in my bedroom, I like the organic way of music, and this right. was more of a this is who you know, and you know this person because of this person, and you're on this red carpet, but you don't even have a CD out and you don't even have a full band. You just a couple people with this lady. It was just kind of weird to me. So, so I, I kind of stepped away from that and kind of started over in a sense. Uh -huh. And to make a long story short, um, I, I resisted kids music. Everybody told me that I was good with kids, but I resisted it cause I just, you know, I wanted to be like the rock star guy. And, right. um, and then eventually I, I became a, a preschool music teacher, and um, it's funny, the name Mr. Josh actually came because I didn't really have any experience with, with you know, teaching kids in like a preschool or anything, and right before I walk into the first class that I'm going to teach uh, music to, uh, I'm like, well, well, what should I have them call me? And the lady's like, how about, how about Mr. Josh? And I'm like, oh. okay, cool. So ever <laughs> since, ever since then, that that name has just kind of been what kids call me. And uh, I started writing children's music for the curriculum because I went, and that's kind of how the my feeling CD came about because the school I was working for had, had a theme. Each, each month was a different feeling. And the first feeling uh, was sad. And I'm like, okay, so I got to learn a, so a children's song that's about feeling sad. And I looked and I looked and I looked and I didn't find any. I was like, uh oh. Yeah. It's like I'm not finding any songs that have to do with with the sad feeling. And so I just decided to write one. And right. um that was the sad song. And then the next month came and it was like, you know, angry or something, and I didn't find really any children's music that really talked specifically about the feeling of feeling angry. And so I wrote that one. And then each month I kind of wrote the songs that became the feeling C D. Mm -hmm. And that, and they sat on the back burner for a long time, and uh, you know, I, I eventually worked into being a an actual official preschool lead teacher, and um, I had all these songs that I just play in the class, and my family was saying, you know, you're you're working with kids, you got these songs, you know, you're you're good with interacting with them, why don't you, 
you know, record a CD. And I was like, no, no, no. It's just like I resisted it. And then at the school I was working for, um, uh, the school, I, I don't know, I think like a parent won a, a, an auction or something that had Casper baby pants come and play for the kids. And I was, uh-huh. it was around that time that, that I, I heard that Casper baby pants was actually Chris Ballou right. from <laughs> President's United States. Yeah. And, and immediately that sparked my interest because I remember really loving them when I was, when I was younger, right. um, around the, the, their first album and, and I was like, oh, this should be interesting. And so I saw him perform at the school and I was like, it, it kind of unlocked something in me because I thought, OK, all right. So so he's going about this in a way that, you know, he's 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 cool. He's not clown like, which is kind of what I wanted to avoid. Yeah, I didn't want to be that over the top clowny kids person, right. you know, and I thought, yeah. well, like he's just bringing in his his guitar amp and just having a seat and playing songs that he's written that just so happened to be kids music. And I thought, okay, I thought that's cool. I was inspired by that. And after that, I kind of, I've kind of explored the idea a little bit more and, um, and then just began recording. And, uh, I've over the years being a musician, I've accumulated, uh, lots of different, recording software and instruments and stuff so i pretty much had my own studio all set up which Uh i was recording my um, own like i guess grown-up songs on and i decided well let's switch it into kids music and set up in the back closet of my house with uh my wife and my nine month old daughter and um (laughs) and (laughs) recorded the feeling cd and that's kind of how that whole thing came about oh that's awesome that's so cool that it's self-produced so i have a lot of follow-up questions first of all you said some magical words um guns (laughs) N' roses and smashing pumpkins which are two of my biggest influences um musically i i realized a while ago when i was playing guitar i'm like why do i like sort of aim for these like just not necessarily cheesy but like repetitive like melodic like solo-y kinds of things and I was like oh because that's exactly what Slash does so I think that uh finding someone who who appreciates Guns N' Roses like everyone likes them but who really like appreciates them musically is a is a nice thing and then you know us Smashing Pumpkins fans we're, we're sort of few and far between these days Billy Corgan is jump the shark in a major way although i would still say they're one of my favorites just out of curiosity what are what are like two of your favorite smashing pumpkin songs oh man that is a hard hard question so many to Um, choose from right (laughs) yeah well i mean i got the i'll put it this way i i got the melancholy and infinite sadness double disc uh-huh. And um, the song that really, really affected me, like really kind of altered my way of seeing music, and it really did, was the song 33. Uh-huh. So that was one of them. Uh-huh. Um, and then, wow. Oh, man. Like so many. <laughs> I'm trying to, yeah, it's I'm trying to think. Question. There are yeah. so many. Um, <laughs> and I want to choose, I want to choose wisely here. Um probably tonight tonight because that was that was the song that that got me into exploring them i heard it on the radio um and it it got me kind of re-interested in them because as a kid i i knew the the hits on the radio and stuff and so probably those two those were the most effective to me in the beginning that really lured me into 
explore their whole catalog. Got it. Gotcha. Um, good answers. Good answers. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, j- before we get into sort of the, the, the behind the scenes stuff of your, of what you do, um, that Casper baby pants is such an interesting example because when I heard him for the first time as well, I was like, man, this is like, this is something else. This is not what I associate with like kids music. It has that like sort of like even his like chord progressions are not like, you know, G C G C, but he's like doing interesting, like more groovy kinds of things. Did, did you get a chance to talk to him when you saw him or was it just like concert and run? I didn't because I, I was, what I was leading my preschool class in and I yeah. kind of had to lead them out. So I was in teacher mode. Um, no, I didn't. I, um, I, 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 what I did like about him and another aspect that inspired me was he does guitar his own way, you right. know, and right. he has his, his, I don't know what, I can't remember what he calls it, but the three string guitar that he uses. Right. Um, and that inspired me because he's used that through his whole career and it's different and he still made an impact and i guess as a musician and and i'm sure you can understand this too is um it's hard it's as a musician you think you have to do everything the way that that everybody else is doing it in order to make an impact and it's people like him who's kind of just throwing throwing uh wrenches in the whole system because you know he's playing guitar in a very, very unorthodox way. And then he's this big rock star who turns to kids music. Right. And it's in every, in both those aspects are extremely inspiring. And I, I can honestly say if it wasn't for him, I probably would still be sitting with these songs, resisting it Wow. <laughs> because yeah. I, because in, in a sense, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the beginning, like the, the feelings album is, is my first CD that I'm releasing and I'm kind of learning all this now as I go and I'm still trying trying to develop myself as like I, I'm I, I know myself as a preschool teacher and how mm-hmm. to relate to the kids then but now I'm relating to them solely as a musical artist right and um, I'm still kind of learning that on how I go about that because how I go about it even though I'm so inspired by Casper baby pants how I do it is different than him right like I I I stand up and I I my facial expressions are a huge draw for me yeah. and um and it's it's interesting but he's found his his niche that totally works right and I'm trying to find my niche of what works and right. I'm kind of exploring that right now and um I'm sorry did that did I go on a tangent I might have well no it's it's it it was a it may be construed as a tangent but i think it's interesting because you're you are not coming at this as like a fully formed mr josh and and i think that's a great way to to go about it especially at the beginning is to be like i'm mr josh and i have a lot of influences and and i have these songs and i'm still trying to figure out and learn as i go you know every and and every time is different and you know having spent time as a music teacher, I think is, is probably among the best experience you're going to get. So if you can go into a classroom and engage a group of kids, you know, it's not easy having done that before and having had no experience when I did that before. And, and, you know, you, you pick up the tricks that work for you. And, uh, I think it's, it's, uh, cool to hear you sort of at the beginning of this 
um, being very honest about where you're at with it. So that's that's great. It's really great. Yeah. It's, it's important for people to hear, you know, like we, we start somewhere. Everybody starts somewhere. Yeah. And it's, it's funny because being somebody who, you know, like I, I emailed Casper Baby Pants and, and said, you know, like, I'm, I got this debut album. Will you just check this out? Mainly because I wanted him to hear the recording, yeah. you know, and, and just kind of like, cause I, I, he does home recording. I did home recording. I just want to get his take on it. Yeah. Um, just like what, it, like, what does he hear in, in that sense? But, um, you know, what, what's the biggest thing that, that keeps me wanting to explore this is, is I've been playing music for children for years since 2013 and, I, the school I work for, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to, um, I'm a teacher, but I also do music and it's kind of like this combination thing, not like a sp- music specialist, but on every right. Friday I get to pretty much put on a children's concert. Fun. And yeah. the, the way that the kids erupt is kind of like, I, the way I like to imagine it is like, okay, what if this was a room of uh, adults yeah. and I start playing and, and the adults erupted and their eyes lit up the way that the kids do. I thought like, that's what you would call a buzz. Right. Like, and so totally. that's what kind of inspires me to think like, okay, well, I am starting out, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of at the beginning of this, but this is happening. So let's see where this goes. Right. Huh, amazing. Um, so, well, all right, I'm going to get to the record in just a second, but now I got to f- ask this follow-up question. So when you're doing this Friday concert, what's the, what's the song that gets them every time? What's your go-to? Um, th- there's, there's a lot of them. I, it really, what I found, it's really my delivery. Uh-huh. It's really like, I can pretty much, I found if I'm like it, some days, like since I do it every Friday, you know, some days, um, I'm really feeling excited and some days I'm just not feeling as excited, Mm -hmm. but I found that if I can really, and this is where, where, what I said earlier, my facial expressions, if I can engage them with a look or engage them with something, then it really doesn't matter which song I'm singing as if they feel only if they, if they feel like I'm talking to them, Uh you know, or if I'm including them and I try and make the eye contact and stuff. But, um, the song that the kids really like is embarrassed oh, right. because, yeah. <laughs> because they, and it's funny, they'll come to me and parents will come to me. And it's like, oh yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, my son or my daughter, they like the song where, where they fall on their tushy and I'm like, oh, you mean embarrassed? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's the one, you yeah. know, and it's so funny because they'll, they'll explain like the part that the the kids and it's funny you know and of course i know that the kids are gonna like because i said tushy and that's right. funny and and things like that but um they like embarrassed um i'm so excited because it's an excited song like my i'm very animated during that song because it's exciting yeah um and you know they they like the owie song and that's what's so funny because like I'll, I found as being a preschool teacher for years, the kids always want to talk about their owies. They'll, right. they'll just come up and they'll show their owies. So I thought, well, I'll just write a song about it. And that's their, that's their opportunity to show their owies. And I'll show my owies. And we'll s- literally sit for like a minute showing our owies before the song even starts. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, yeah, it's anything that, that will bring them in and make them feel like, their what they what they live as a child is understood yeah and um and but but that's kind of what i think my thing is with kids is 
even though you know I'm, I'm a 28 year old adult, I am able to unlock something within myself that I can be on their level and my 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 language can change in an authentic way, not not the overly kind of clowny way, but in an authentic way that I can reconnect with the six year old me or the four year old me or or even the three year old me, you know, and, and yeah. just find a way to bridge that gap. And I think that's my niche that I'm trying to explore more of. Yeah, I love the, the word authentic. I think that that's uh, that's an important piece to what you do. Um, I was going to talk to you about the song Embarrassed. Um, you know, obviously, we've all been there. We've all fallen on our tushies, whether like the coolest of the cool to the like everybody has fallen on their tushy. So I think it's um, like for you to write songs about these emotions and, and put them in a way that a kid would understand it for, and, and as well as an adult, you know, like the adult comes, what's the song about tushies? Like in their head, they're thinking like, I've fallen on my tushy. How long would you say it took you to put together this whole collection of songs? Well, this this is funny because like um, each each week I'd have to have a new song with um, you know with with the the theme and and the theme would go on for about a month, but sometimes I would bring in the song earlier as a music teacher, uh-huh. and I literally wrote these songs some of them within five minutes, never more than than forty five minutes. Wow! Like they were they were really. And it was interesting because what I realized is I didn't feel the pressure the way that I would feel if I was writing an adult song. Uh I didn't overthink it. And that's one of the most amazing parts of this is that these songs, these songs have, they've, they've, they have a life of their own. And you know that when a kid's walking around the playground and they're singing one of your songs that you sang in class earlier that day. And, And it's like a real song to them. And, Sometimes I'll mess with them and I'll mess up my own lyrics on purpose and they'll they'll directly tell me that's not how the song goes, <laughs> you know, because yep. that the song is something to them, yeah, you know. So um, and that's amazing because I didn't really I, I literally this was the most free free songwriting I've ever done in my life by far. Uh-huh. And they're they're actually probably the most impactful music I've ever made. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting. That's I mean, that's that's awesome to hear um and and the fact that you've been able to sort of live in in that world of like trying to do authentic kids music that's impactful but you also balance this with like other pursuits right like you're a you're a music coach and you know you work with people on their well i'll let you tell tell us a little bit about what what so so two things what is what is what you, how do you coach musically and and you're a big platform of yours is confidence and teaching confidence. So how do these things all kind of work together? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, what I found is, um, well, yeah, I'm a music coach and I call it coaching because I found when I explored that avenue, I started doing that around 2011. When I started exploring that avenue, I realized that my lessons were way different than anything I'd ever experienced, you know, going through music school and stuff like that. And what I what I've found is is a lot of my my sessions would kind of in a sense turn into therapy sessions <laughs> because um, and, and it's and it's it's partially how I approach it and it's partially that's kind of I found that that's that's kind of what stops people musically 
is a lack of confidence within themselves, a lack of confidence in their ability, a lack of confidence in, you know, whatever it is that, that they're pursuing. And I found that if we can get over that, then then they they are not blocked off and they can move forward in their their musical ability. So my my whole idea around that is if you can um, if you can be confident in who you are, then it's the rest of it is up to time and practicing and doing that. But a lot of people don't even get there because they they've pretty much been blocked off before they even start. And I've taught, and, and it's interesting too, because that's kind of what my most passionate part of being a, a preschool teacher is, is that I have these children at such a young age, um, like the class I'm teaching now, they're, they're um, early threes. They, they all just turned three. And, and I'm telling them, I'm looking at them in the eye and I'm saying, you know, you are really good at this and I'm, I'm really proud of you. So they don't have to go on as an adult thinking that nobody cares about you know what they're good at or nobody notices and nobody uh-huh. does that and and that's kind of my thing too and and i think why kids you know can can feel a connection with me is because they know that i authentically care about them and i do see them and i do notice them and at the same time adults need that too right so it's it's kind of like the same type of thing but in a different avenue so pretty much I'm taking my I'm taking my ability to care and validate and also take my um, musical training and my own experience. Because when I went to when I when I auditioned for Berkeley, I really had no musical training at all. And uh-huh. what I realized, it was my confidence within myself that really helped me get in there. And then once I was in there, my confidence helped me get into other things. And, and, um, you know, I, I actually got a Berkeley achievement scholarship while I was there within my freshman year. And nice. not because I was not because I was the greatest, cause I definitely wasn't, I was not the greatest singer there, but I, I believed in myself and I used what I had to the best of my ability. And that's kind of, that's kind of the approach that I try and, and show other people is that, you know, take what you have, and just just go full blast with it yeah and and that's 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 yeah my idea around the music coaching so that's why it's coaching i'm i'm kind of rooting them on on their journey yeah and and you and you but you also put into practice what you teach people um it is no surprise when i hear you talk about that piece you know the coaching piece and and trying and and your uh, desire and ability to like let the kids know that there's someone out there that cares for them. It's not a shock to hear that your uh, your first record is all about emotions and that the songs came quickly and easily to you because it's, uh, you know, you may or may not know this about yourself, but it's part of who you are. You're uh, obviously it comes across in just in this conversation. You're a sympathetic, empathetic person, and 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 the fact that you get to share your strength and your gift with with the kids that you work with is really. Uh, a nice and profound thing. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, it's funny. I, I tell people like after I get to know them after a while, like at the preschool jobs, like I'll say like, yeah, I've, I've come from a very different life. I've come from, you know, walking um, behind Gene Simmons on the red carpet. And I can honestly say being here today with the kids is 10 times more fulfilling than that was. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, 
even though I'm still exploring it, I guess I'm, I'm content knowing that I'm making a difference um, in people's lives as opposed to let me be the rock star and put your attention on me. Yeah. You know, because it, because what I found is regardless, if you, if you impact people, then the attention automatically goes to you if, whether you like it or not, right. you know, because they're going to remember you and, and, um, and they're going to know that you were impactful in their life. And that, and it's a, it's a strange, but very cool thing that I'm, ex- I'm recognizing at this time in my life. So rather than wanting to be the Axl Rose and wanting to be the, the center of attention, mm-hmm. I can be that without having to fight for it. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, Mr. Josh, how can we find you and how can we get the record and, and find you on all of the, the social medias, etc.? Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, to get the record, there's, there's many different options, but the, the most personal option is going to my website at Joshua Turner music.com forward slash Mr. Josh. Um, and that is, that is the way that you can get an actual physical CD. And I also have bulk buying options to where you can, uh, the more you buy, the, the less expensive they are, um, and also I'm on Facebook, which is Facebook forward slash Mr. Josh mini music, mini like mini me. Nice. Yeah. Um, so those, those are the two, two platforms and iTunes and Spotify and I'm popping up here and there, um, uh, Amazon and, and any, any place like that. So pretty much any, any big, big online store, uh, you can get the digital download if you want the physical copy. Um, which I think is fun because especially for the kids, they get to see the funny pictures of my faces and just kind of, there's something, and you can understand this too, probably from, from the, the music, uh, that we both like is having the album in your hand. There's something really cool about that and something really, really special. So, (laughs) so for a kid, I've noticed they like pictures and they like, they like things because when I can give the CD to the kid and they see my face it's just like they they think it's like totally cool they got one yeah they got it and it is you do make some funny faces gotta say i'm not gonna give it away but you gotta see it to believe it some very funny faces a little bit of an abrupt ending there but don't let that stop you from checking out mr josh Thanks for listening, folks. And in just a moment is going to be embarrassed by Mr. Josh. But before that, everything you need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast can be found at www.goodstuffpod.com. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at goodstuffpod.com. That's it. You know, love to hear from you. Reach out. Talk to you soon. Here's Embarrassed by Mr. Josh. Big, big kid, I felt so good walking on my own. But then I went flop right on my tushy and I didn't know what to do. I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad, but I really was just embarrassed.
Today I was drinking my cup of milk It tastes so good on my tongue But then the cup went plop right on the floor And I didn't know what to do I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad But I really was just embarrassed Today I was running and playing around I felt so free just being me But then my head went bonk on my best friend's head And we didn't know what to do I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad But I really was just embarrassed I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad But I really was just embarrassed I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad But I really was just embarrassed I thought I was mad, I thought I was sad, but I really was just embarrassed. Are you embarrassed? I'm embarrassed. Are you embarrassed? Yeah, I'm pretty embarrassed. Stuff.